Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 78 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? What's up? What are you doing? Are you walking around? Look, are you... uh, Here's the thing. Oh, man, don't be stuck in traffic right now. Are you listening to this in traffic? Oh, my, my, my dystopia is being stuck in traffic and having to go to the bathroom. Come on, that's my worst nightmare. Look, I hope wherever you are, you're scrolling through your phone, you're scrolling through the computer, you see the logo, the beautifully painted logo that my wife Kathleen painted of me, and you're like, yeah, I need to listen to a new utopia to me. And also, uh, just as an aside, this has nothing to do with Kathleen's painting. It's amazing, but I asked her to put me in a Hawaiian shirt. I don't think I've ever talked about this, but I think I look like Rafi in the picture because he always wore a Hawaiian shirt and he has a beard and a nice smile and she gave me a nice smile and do you guys think Rafi is hosting this podcast are you like mr sun sun mr golden sun stop hiding the thing is is hey what's up i'm Rafi, um and you're listening to utopia to me with Rafi. i'm not Rafi, but sometimes when i look at that picture i'm like Rafi. look this episode is good it's with Aliyah Pabani, the host of the Imposter Podcast, which is also a really great podcast that I've been on a couple times, and I really like chatting with her. She's so smart and so funny, and full disclosure, I'm in real chatterbox mode this podcast. I was trying to figure something out about expression and communicating, and, and she had really good ideas that I really uh, was into, so I... I hope this does Aaliyah, this episode does Aaliyah justice, but as regular listeners, you guys will be like, yep, Chris is in his chatterbox mode again. Also, the flip side is Aaliyah is a really good interviewer, so she ends up subtly in- interviewing me half the time, and I, it's really fun, but a, a lot of... A lot of ideas get discussed, and as you guys know, I can't express myself that well. So here we go, trying to figure things out with Aaliyah and listening to her great ideas about a super interesting uh, utopian world. It was a very fun time. I think you guys will enjoy it. This is episode 78. I mean, I don't think you'll enjoy it. I know you'll enjoy it. Episode 78 with Aaliyah Pabani. Here we go enjoy you're thinking on the way here what i was thinking about <laughs> what you do to make people talk about stuff because i was what everyone do I has do? different like i don't know because i was listening to this show before do you like it i liked it but i only listened to certain episodes and i handpick them mm-hmm. so like i obviously love the one with you and kathleen because it was just so fucking cute well that's like intimate we're yeah. hanging out in a hotel room exactly yeah yeah and then i listened to the one with john mccurley which i'm biased cause i love john mccurley yeah so but i thought he took an angle that no one has taken before or since which was like <laughs> yeah it shows you how sensitive he is. He didn't even want to project an idea of a utopia because he <laughs> didn't think it was fair. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. But I re- he really respected that. Yeah. I'm glad he took that angle because he's he's always true to himself, which I really respect. That's a very John McCurley thing to do. I feel like yeah. he really is like considerate to agree that it is almost absurd sometimes. Yeah. Where... 
I think he thinks really deeply about questions of like what it is to be in the world and what it is to be genuine and what it is to live with other people. Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as I know, I feel, yeah, the same. I agree. <laughs> so you handpicked only those two? No, I think I listened to a couple more, but I don't remember who they were. Can you list all of the guests and then I'll remember? <laughs> well, there's 77 episodes out now. Um, what was your favorite There's John McCurley. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen. And uh, 77 other, <clears throat> 75 other people. Yeah, a bunch of boys. Who um, was the most famous person you ever had on? Well, it's funny because I've had big American names on mm-hmm. um, that to me are like these big uh, heroes of mine or even just people that uh, are successful right now. And uh, But my biggest name is my f- old friend Nathan Fielder because he's just an immense celebrity right mm-hmm. now. Which is great. Yeah, we tried. <clears throat> Jesse has been trying to get him on the show several times. But he finally was like, I'm too busy forever. You know, like it's, that last. He really is. He doesn't stop. Yeah. He's a workaholic. He also doesn't really seem to enjoy interviews that much. No, because then you're asking him to be real. And now you're interviewing me about my podcast <laughs> in your episode. <laughs> Uh, all right the thing is uh, is like well here i'll tell you okay for everyone (laughs) listening this is uh aliyah pabani yeah okay and uh yeah because i haven't said the last name out loud yet and uh, aliyah pabani and like the i don't uh, okay going online i don't know much about you you're not really there's not a lot of info Mm. but so i'll say we met by kathleen and i doing the imposter which was a really fun hangout and then you had me on recently uh, to talk about improv, which was really fun. I feel like I was a bit hungover, but it was fun. And then also off that, like with no recording, we talked about some uh, topical stuff that was really interesting to us at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I just thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Me too. So that's as much as I know. And then I looked for more information and... All I found was your Instagram account and your pictures and your commentary on your pictures are really funny. So I'm probably going to follow you on Instagram. You already did. I did? Yeah, oh, there it you was go. an so, accidental hit. Or, no, no. Okay. I met, Then there you go. Okay, I yeah, yeah, I followed you back. That's how bad my memory is. It- <laughs> I'm probably going to do the thing I already did. It was like three minutes before you got here. <laughs> right, because I was looking at it on the way here. Oh, thank you for saying. I feel Well, like I've only that. looked at a few pics, but I thought your commentary was like super funny. I think lately I've been doing better things with my Instagram. Because you're taking comedy courses. Is that why? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I wish think, there like- was a comedy course for like social media comedy. I would take the shit out of that. You know what's weird is the the uh people that decide to get into comedy um one thing they have to be aware of they should be aware of is that people that don't decide to get into comedy are usually still pretty funny Mm. i feel like there's something weird like you've probably been funny before like you're probably funny i'm like okay yeah but i like can't going into comedy yeah sure you hone it but I feel like there's some people that get into comedy, so then they're like, I'm the funny one. But no, real, regular people are super funny. I know, that's the thing. And like, sometimes, <laughs> like, yeah, like, scientists are like extremely funny. Yeah. Like, everything they say is really great and like low key. Yeah. But would you be able to transition that into like a comedy career? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like. Well, that's the thing. The part of it is like, yeah, I guess you're right. So it's like, there's being funny, fine, but then. How do you perform it? How are you in front of people? There's the so much on? performance involved. Like even just 
I don't know, from what I've seen, just like just beginning to talk to more comics and then seeing them on stage is like it's a persona also that you you a lot of the time like you develop or something like some kind of stage persona, which is not. Yeah, and I think like obviously the best comedians, it becomes like a sort of hyper version of who you are, anyways. Yeah, like I think the further it, like it, the further you create a create character, it's kind of breaks down a little bit. Mm. You know, the audience likes to usually likes to see that they're hanging out with a real person, right? Which tricks on them. It's sort of a performance, like it's a character. Yeah. But it's like a character that could be plausible or something. It's like I always think of like, you know, how everyone's like Dustin Hoffman and all these like method actors from the 70s. They're like, man, they can just methodically methodically disappear (laughs) into like all these different characters. But then you watch the movies and you're like, that's still fully Dustin Hoffman isms he's doing. Right. They're just super comfortable with being a hyper version of themselves in different scenarios. Mm hmm. To a degree. Or they put makeup on and talk with a stupid voice, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or like all the movies in the 90s weren't very good and we just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. I um, went way further than what we were talking about. Mm. I'm hyper right now. Oh, I've, yeah. I've already had caffeine and now I'm having caffeine. That's good. Oh, shit. I was like sipping in the mic. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, okay. there's crazy things have happened on these mics. Okay. It's not <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm like, is six inches away? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. You have actually. You got to go closer okay. with these ones. It doesn't actually. smell bad though. That's good because there's been a lot of stuff on the, it. Yeah. There's been a lot of dirty people. You know what? Foam is an amazing material. Yeah. I think everything should be made of foam. That's my utopia. Good night, everybody. You know what's funny? Is that that just ended up being a setup for my own utopia. What is it? Because it's about foam. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Did you pre-think about foam? Well, I was thinking about the idea of utopia. And so there are lots of things about this. So I guess I was thinking about how like one of the consistent things through my life has been just this feeling that like my body is dumb. Yeah. You know, that like my biggest problem with like pride for instance is that there's a lot of like celebration of all different bodies but there's not like enough like costuming that turns people's bodies into like weird blobs that emit like different uh sticky substances in the parade you know it's like all about like hot bodies and hard bodies and like different bodies in the pride yeah parade Okay, yeah. But, like, I just, I feel like the way that I... The regular people do get nude. They're just not on the float. Yes. <laughs> but no so, yeah, I guess that's your point. But no one's wearing, like, a Slimer costume that is, like, leaving a slug-like trail of sticky substance. And we are Slimers, them. is what you're getting I at. feel like that's my gender. Like, my gender is, like, Slimer. Oh, I like that. So I was like, I like your about, comfort in being a slimer. I mean, it's just, it's like something that I was initially like was, was put on to me. And then I just felt like, you know what? You're right. Like, I just felt like an ex was like, you are a slimer. And then I watched some old Ghostbusters and I was like, yes, I am slimer. So, (laughs) but so slime is like a thing. Mm -hmm. And then like, there's also, so like, where does the foam come in? Well, okay. So like when I, when I, again, like just like when I 
have done like mushrooms in the past like one of the common themes is like i don't know if you've ever like tried to go to the bathroom when you were high on mushrooms i can't remember but like the i think i peed it's it's so weird to be like for me it's always been so such a strange experience because you're like bodies are super dumb like what is this stuff leaking out and then like your eyes tear up and your nose starts running and you're like these are so comical these bodies i really like what you're talking about because a theme that i come back to a lot when i'm thinking about what to talk about myself is maybe not the slime aspect as much but i have um yeah yeah it is like yeah well sex is slimy it's mm-hmm. the slimiest. Yes. But I also feel like we, yeah, we, it's something that we ignore because we think of ourselves as brains floating through the sky. Yes. And then, and then whenever we do have to go to the bathroom or have sex or get sick or whatever, it's mostly a nuisance. Yeah. And sometimes, like, basically, every- wait, are you saying sex is a nuisance? <laughs> sometimes it is. Sick. Right. No one talks about that. No one talks about the annoying aspect of, like, being horny sometimes is the worst. Yeah. You're it's like, true. I'm going to fucking, I'm pissed yeah. that I'm horny right You're now. You're like, I need to work. And like, I'm, <laughs> I have a home office and like, I'm basically working in bed. And yeah. Like, and then you go masturbate and you yell at your genitals like, get out of here. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then like, even at home, I'm hurting myself all the time because my limbs bash into the walls. I hit my head on stuff. I hit my knee on stuff. Wait, how small is your room? <laughs> Well, my root, to be honest, my house shrank after it drank a magic potion. But uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's a problem it's for Wonderland. It's probably still worth out. a million dollars, though. Yeah, luckily enough. Um, it's the size of a hacky sack, but uh, <laughs> you can kick it over to yourself for a million dollars. But yeah, like, so it's not as I don't fixate on the sliminess as much, but I've definitely thought about it. So I appreciate that. Oh, I'm glad. I mean, I feel like. Um, it's, it's when I talk about it, which I haven't talked about it much, really. I only talk about it to my close friends, but, um, I do feel like more people want this than they realize. Like, so now we have like YouTube fetish videos where not fed. I don't know what you call them. Like the YouTube viral videos that are about like playing with different foams. And it's like people who put their fingers in foams. Yeah. And like we, I think we interpret that as like. Um, Chubbier bodies. We want to like touch the foam, and that's the pleasure sensation. But for me, when I watch those, I want to like be the foam. So like, you want someone kneading your yeah, body? Yeah, like there's something really appealing to me about like being the different kinds of foams. And I have a favorite kind, which is like the kind where it's white and they put um, like those styrofoam beads in it, so it makes like crackling noises, but it's also uh, like those little little styrofoam balls. Yeah, well, it's like compacted to make the foam. But yeah. Then when it breaks, it becomes the balls. Is that what you mean? No, okay. it's like in the foam. So there is foam, but there is also that. So it's like a heterogeneous I don't think I mixture. Know about that. <laughs> it's really, really satisfying because it makes crackling noises, but it's also squishy at what the same time. What do they use time. it for? Just being foam, like just to touch and to Oh, so you've way feel. dove into exploring foams. I, so there's foams now that are made just for uh, tactile pleasure. Yeah. It's like. I don't know if if we're that two different generations, but when I was growing I'm up, like GAC was like sure. a big thing. No, no, we talked about it before. I'm only a bit older than That's you. That's the thing. It's like I'm older than I seem. Yeah, but you're fresher. It's <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can't that's one. quite tell what it is, but you seem to have a fresh urban <laughs> feel. <laughs> 
Well, being white does feel like a really old, crappy, like sour piece of cheese in the fridge sometimes. Oh my god, that's what white supremacists are saying. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Why are we the old cheese? whiteness to the olden times and we need to be in the future oh no i just meant that like it's like sour and stinky right i mean there's lots of diversity within whiteness don't worry oh yeah I no i i'm a mutt from like the di- various backgrounds for sure mm-hmm. but i'm still white ultimately yeah, yeah. it's true mm-hmm. but i think you're fresher because you probably are more interesting than me and <laughs> i don't know i'm chill i'm a family man i just chill at home that sounds nice do comedy I mean, like last time you were on here, you talked about like. Well, you go to the bathroom on shrooms all the time. No, this is like I haven't done this in a while. But every time, every time this happens where I'm just like, what is this weird machine doing that I'm inside? I really like it. It's organic. And we live in a world where um, nothing is real. So it's it does feel like a nuisance to be like. Oh crap! I'm a slave to um, biology still. Yes, you know totally. I think about that a lot, but I think I go on the t- on the. Uh, I, I I go at it like I would like to come back to us being more real and biological. I don't like this like we're becoming cyborgs and it's fine type of thing. Is that what oh, you're... like becoming like I, there are things that are that are worrisome to you about the kind of having like a dig a half digital identity or the idea of having prosthetics like what is it about it? yeah all of that like you know like the what's it called the sim what's it called the i forget the Sims? word no <laughs> just like you know people being like i'm gonna download my memories into my mind and have a bigger gigabyte of brain like, right what's that called do you ever watch that documentary I'm ruining your utopia now by talking about No, this. no, no. Is it the... Um, I, c- I keep wanting to say the similarity, but that's not what it is. The I People know it's on the tip of my tongue. Right now are like, God damn it. I know. We should it's just spend like a good 20 minutes just guessing. Um, yeah, most of this will be like... <laughs> um, but do it in an ASMR way, maybe. Like, you know what my daughter does now? <sighs> She's only... I, People have asked me to do that. Really? Those videos. Because they listen to your podcast and they're like, you have the voice. I get a tingly feeling. Either that or, yeah, I don't know where. Interesting. They want me to do, some. someone has asked me to do this. A few, couple people, maybe. My impulse was like to put the mic at my ear. <laughs> voice. I was like, oh, no, that's not how it works. So you just don't, you forget how things work. That's what it is. Yes. And then we start peeing. You're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> where is this coming from? Help! <laughs> Every time you go to the bathroom, it's like the beginning of Carrie. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> well, the thing about shrooms is that you lose a sense of how... Like, I remember one time I had to work at 7 in the morning the next day, and it was 2 in the morning, and I couldn't figure out whether I should go to work. I, like, then, at that moment, I was like, do I need to go to work? And I was like, I guess I'll put on my uniform and start walking there and then find out. I just, like, couldn't figure out time. So then when you're peeing, it's like, how long has this been happening for? Right. Like, you're just like, is it all coming out? What is this? Like, is it all coming out of my body? And, like, how long will this happen for? Yeah. And I'm getting older, so sometimes (laughs) there's some peas I take that are maybe two minutes. (laughs) And I'm like, is this? What is this? Why does that happen when you get older? Like, why do your peas get weird? I don't know. (laughs) Our organs are shit. Yeah, I guess. 
I don't and know. And then they have all these like weird vestibules, I think, as your bladder starts to get all these weird vestibules from like all the times you held your pee. It doesn't like yeah. snap back into shape as easily. And that's why dad pees happen where they're like. Wow. I really like picturing a bladder with vestibules. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm, we're getting, this is pee heavy, but this is your mm. utopia. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. That was a side, a side part. Well, yeah, I think like about... I eat a lot of sodium rich foods and then I think like it blo- it it sodium like what does it do? I think it like you pee out a lot of sodium after a while. I don't know any science. <laughs> That's why I can't remember that robot Wait. thing I was talking about either. Oh, now I'm thinking about it again. I got the dumbest brain. What is it? Simu it's not simulacrum. I keep thinking of similarity. This the sizanine. No, you're close with similarity. Yeah, it's the singularity. Singularity. Okay. There yeah, we go. because us and computers become one. Yes. Single. And that's yeah, that's worrisome. <sighs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is yeah. like, what if, what if it wasn't a matter of becoming. Like so for me it's 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 the desire is less about becoming um less material or less physical but just going into a different kind of material physically. Yeah, like mm-hmm. imagine like foams or um what's a good example like Purell, like that consistency of thing goop. Yeah. had consciousness. Uh, yeah. We still aren't really sure that it doesn't what are we <laughs> not sure that it doesn't yeah no it doesn't yeah i don't think it oh i mean maybe but everything just... is like i always think of like maybe it's like this hopeful thing i have but i always think of like tiny little micro bioorganisms as still being like do 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 like yeah, when they do their thing totally so that's what i mean at the most they're like unconsciously doing my thing yeah i mean there's something happening because that's like the origins of life on this planet was yeah like, like if you see the classic movie where two amoebas merge you're like those guys must have confirmed that they were gonna do this yeah like there must have been something <laughs> they must have been like i'm looking at you yeah here we go <laughs> um then they become one guy and they don't remember no, i don't know mm. but that's the point that's what you're saying like you're like but either but way, that's, that's what I'm trying to get but at. But you're like, fully like, I'm going to be like me, but I'm going to be goop. Yeah. But the thing is, is this the is like great. me, the like me thing would change so quickly because if you're goop, you want to attach to like other goop. You want to mix with other foamy materials. And then your consciousness becomes like a blended one where you're like the idea of me becomes complicated. I just pictured the noise of a train station. Because <laughs> you're like bored. <laughs> no, within the goop, with all the consciousness melding together, oh. it's like yeah. And then like your consciousness would be melded with like the noise of a train station. Well, like all oh, these different mean, consciousnesses. Yeah, that's is, would, okay, that's what I. So it'd be busy. So it'd be like. I thought you were that. talking about like the noise of a train. No, the noise of it, like all the people in a yes. train station. That's at, what it would talking be like. at once. Yeah, so it'd be like a hunk of goop. Um busily communicating with all of itself yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah that's what i want yeah but it's like if you imagine the noise of a train station to be like one unit i think you did shrooms today no i didn't but i love this weird surreal way of thinking about it it's nice and abstract it's refreshing oh thank you well the last bunch of episodes people are always like i'm gonna try and change the real world with real functional things Mm. and i 
it's good to talk about, but I like going abstract too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the abstraction for me just comes from the place of being concerned that. Like, well, yeah, I guess the body thing was a jump off, right? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like fundamentally, like what is what? Are, what are the other possible utopias for me? It's like violent overthrow, uh, like violent revolution. It has to happen. Which is like not a <laughs> utopia, you know what I mean? It's like like that process yeah. is really It's a utopia for a sec. And, heavy. and then they freaking uh yeah, they roll out the uh, what's it called? The guillotine. Yeah. And then you're like, "Ooh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we stop? <laughs> Just laughing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they, people don't realize this, but during the French Revolution, uh, during um, Robespierre's reign, when people's heads were rolling, there was a lot of this sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that sound originated. Yeah. <laughs> people would be like, <laughs> trying not to laugh, stifling their laughter. <laughs> that was my cousin. There were definitely people laughing out of trauma during those moments. Trauma and also human beings g- can become psychopaths. Mm. Very easily, I think, when they're in the, a mob. Yeah, I can imagine. There's probably psychotic laughter, too. Like, ha, ha, ha. That person <laughs> what, did deserve that, yeah, right? right. Because they're in, stupid. Totally. I wonder if they would get ostracized for that. Like, if, if like one guy was just laughing for too long during a guillotine ceremony and people would be like, hmm. I love the idea of a guy laughing at a guillotine's torture. Like, a head goes rolling. Then he's laughing his ass off. And then he, when he's done, he goes... Oh boy! And then he walks over to a girl he likes and says, "So, do you want?" And she's like, well, "I don't know." <laughs> and so, like at worst, it cost him a date, right? Because she was like, "Well, I saw you laugh, and that's too much." It's like that was my dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my dad. You <laughs> bastard! <laughs> You're handsome, but that was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're handsome, but You're cute, but. That's a little too much for me. That's very dark. Yeah. But no, you're right. The revolution is nigh. Well, but so I feel like also... Well, I've never had a perfect body. (laughs) And, you know, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Like if we were all just... I'm slightly goopy. Amorphous goop. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're right. Which is cool. And, And as an actor, too, they're like, you know, if you're thin and in shape, you become the lead. And if you're hugely fat, you become the comical sidekick. Oh, you're in between. I'm in between. Which is and I think I'm a decent actor. Yeah. And I have a lot to offer. But I have to make my own projects because the industry doesn't know how to use me most of the time. Do they say that to you? It's, yeah. The, if you want to, if you want to, like, go soul searching about superficial things about your physicality uh, and go down to the dumps... Uh, be, get become an actor. I would like to do. Can I just do a consultation? Like, can I just pay for a casting yeah. person to be like, "No, bitch, like you, yeah, are not. You don't have enough I took attitude." A, I to did be the. Like a I cool took a beginner's course with this guy. I'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing is giving you your hit. Okay. Do you know what that means? So it's like he's like, you're the. You're probably going to be like women were crying in his class when he was giving them their hit. Really? Because yeah. what kinds of hits were they getting? Um, mom with five kids that's oh. probably also a plumber <laughs> that's so specific <laughs> yeah and they're like well i really want to be the romantic lead oh. and he's like honk you know what i mean right 
with me, he was like, you're probably gay. And it's like, um, you know, and I'm like in a class full of people and like, you know, I don't have a problem with someone thinking I'm gay, but I'm not. And it's weird because now I'm in this position where he's like putting me like, you know, wait, I feel confused now. Is he is a hit what you would play on TV or what you are in real life? Like like what you would play on tv or in a movie but it's like you could be gay <laughs> like just saying that while <laughs> right. looking at my face <laughs> it's kind of like well i would love you know of course sure yeah like what are you talking about <laughs> it's a fucking i just wasted so much money <laughs> <laughs> that was it it's like you could be gay and then there's just like a long silent pause but and... you want to streamline it Start going to auditions for commercials because now your physicality is supposed to represent a product. Huh. So the clients that own that product or the mar- or are in charge of marketing that product, they're l- judging you completely superficially to see if you can be the face and body of their fucking chocolate bar or sneakers or whatever. Interesting. Then you start feeling... Um, just awful. I'm trying to run through products that I could be. Yeah. I think I could be... You could be any product yeah. you want. That's how it should be. That, and I, it should be that way, yeah, because I consume so much. <laughs> like, yeah. in reality, consume I Consume so to, much goop. I was thinking, like, milk at first, and then I was like, are there commercials for milk anymore? I don't know. Yeah, I shouldn't say, like, all commercials are, like, just these weird, superficial shit dogs, but, like, you know... There, there's you do feel it in yeah. this biz it's bad totally i mean i can i really rebel against it and think that every artist that genuinely wants to create and act and write in their own art should do it on their own and fuck these stupid people have you done commercials yeah what's the most recent one well this one i liked because sometimes i i work with some friends that are directors and so they brought me out for it otherwise i don't audition anymore okay then uh I just played a guy that was, like, going to a casino with his wife. <laughs> and, like, so therefore it's like, yeah, I can be any kind of guy. Right. You know. Were, were you, like, rolling a die? Like, were you no, like, I was, guys? like, before I could leave the house, there was, like, um, I don't know, like, a giraffe on my lawn and, like, a gorilla in the tree um. and kangaroos on my front yard. And I'm, like, reacting to that, like, what? And then uh, their whole thing is, like, anything can happen. Mm. and go to the casino and anything can happen type of thing um but i liked working with like there's some stuff that like you know i'm talking about the very awful superficial feelings you do feel that in the industry right yeah but not like you know there's also stuff that's like very kind to regular people oh my god what a terrible digression for your episode no, it's fine. You can cut that out. Wait, do you edit these or no? Not really. <laughs> I don't care. You just talk for like a certain I like amount it being of time real. and then you're like, okay, let's just stop. No. Yeah, sort of. No, I don't know. No, I know when to stop. No, I like it being real. The thing is, is like when you say that you are in this like horrible in between of like a fat man and like a love interest. Well, I don't think it's horrible, but it's difficult. That surprises me because to me, like you're like the like everyday guy type like when i see you i'm like but i'm bald you could too be don't like forget anything i'm bald i'm both, yeah i'm nothing and everything oh you can't wear hats in a lot of commercials i guess right or no, no so the bald thing ha- helps them decide too it's like well let's get a hair guy oh yeah yeah 
Have you considered like getting some kind of like uh, hair plug treatment? No, I just like uh, my uh, great grandfather was a hunter, and he has a lion mane that I'm going to uh, glue to my head. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have any hunters in my family, as far as I know. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's the thing. You have to make that choice. Like, yeah. am I going to be superficial too and like worry about this crap, or am I going to be real and, you know, they accept me for who I am, but in the meantime, make my own projects for me? And that's right. where I come from. And yeah, now I am talking about myself a lot, but I think this stems from your body thing. It, I like it. I'm inspired by it. Oh, that's great. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good that people talk about it. It's another thing that we just suppress in this weird society. Talking about bodies. Yeah, because we act like so... This is something that I've been dwelling on a lot lately. Because we act so progressive right now, but I've never felt more repressed in my life. Okay, and, what makes you feel that and way And I feel right like now? when we have the, like conversations with regular people, um, all we talk about now is that we're not allowed to say like things. So right. everyone's freaking out. And I'm not even talking about like risky actual i'm not talking about like really mean-spirited things i'm talking about like we don't know what to say anymore Mm -hmm. so it feels like good in a way because we're being respectful more respectful and aware but also like people may people should talk about body sizes and how they feel about it more and people are scared to make mistakes yeah because you'll get killed on the internet yeah and like for me i mean one of the things that i've I'm kind of mourning is that like, yeah, I don't want to be fat phobic, but I also want to be able to talk about my body. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've been in certain situations where like talking about like gaining weight, yeah, but not in a negative way, just being like, oh, I just been like putting on some pounds lately. But it's like some people will feel that that's even fat phobic, like that we shouldn't make reference to our bodies because it triggers can trigger people. but that's their own personal insecurity yeah but this like but they won't even if you that. acknowledge that it's still it still doesn't change the fact the their belief that in order to create a safe space you need to like not say things that trigger people's insecurities you know what i mean like you can no yeah longer but there will be people things. that will like fight the fight for against people being fatophobic but in the meantime they're going to the gym like fucking crazy or they're mm-hmm. doing, or they're doing like a myriad of diets as well, so that they could feel slim and feel more confident. Right. So it's like, but I mean, there are a lot of people who aren't doing that. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, like as a culture, you mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we still have it in our mind that, like, I'm. Yeah. Okay. You think I look like every man? I have a bit of a belly, and I obsess about it all the time. Mm-hmm. But then I don't want that that i don't want other people to experience that i don't want them to feel that bad about themselves Mm -hmm. and yet i still project that towards myself right back at myself does that make sense yeah (laughs) you don't want other people to feel that but you feel that way yeah i mean you don't want other people to feel that because you feel that way about yourself yeah so it's like shouldn't i deal with how i feel about myself first Mm -hmm. before telling people um you know yeah, have like you have what, you thought ru- about how to the rules of life are change that orientation to yourself? Um, yeah, you just like learn to love yourself. Yeah. Also, my wife is like, "I love you just the way you are," and I'm always like, "You're nuts." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you have the most supportive wife. That's so nice. it's true. 
It's <laughs> like I'm way too lucky. But like she won't tell you when you're not being funny. Yeah, no, she won't laugh at some stuff, and it helps. Okay, but vice good. versa, like we run. She's a comedian too, you know. So yeah. we run stuff by each other. Yeah, that's so nice. I feel like I need that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anyone? <laughs> no, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> he's good at being like you're trying to be a comedian right now. Like he's good at being like stop <laughs> giving me your bits right now. I'm trying to fall asleep, you know, which is good. Yeah. You're like, no, it's not good. You should no, wake no. up. <laughs> well, I mean, if he has to sleep, yeah. But yeah. if he's awake, check it out. Yeah. No, but it's like when he when he tell when he can tell I'm like really trying. Like he thinks I'm funny, but he thinks I'm funny when I'm not like trying. That's the sweet spot with comedy. Yeah. You have to get past the the audience can sense that too. Totally. Yeah. They wanna they wanna feel like you're just confidently hanging out up there. Yeah. Yeah. And that like this person you're putting on is like you yeah yeah whereas i like feel like i've seen too much comedy and i'm still in the phase where i'm like being a comedian yeah when i'm trying it so i need to just figure out a way to stop doing god man i remember in the beginning for me in the early 2000s there's a million uh moments of me trying too hard and in the at the time half the time at least i wasn't aware of it and now when i think back i'm like but you have to go through it. Yeah. You have to find who you are by doing going to all these extremes. Mm. Is there like a particular This is one a, totally turned into an interview with me again. <laughs> just give You're me just... these these bits of tape and I'll use them for my show. No, We're just doing both. I'm not sifting through all this. What is it? How it's, long has it been? We got lots of time. We okay, got almost great. basically a half an hour. Cool. This is such a cool show that it's just chill. goes on and on. It's chill. Yeah, so I don't have to get all my material out. You would know if you listen to more episodes. I know. I just didn't remember. <laughs> Why would I? For I don't listen to podcasts much myself. I listen to like Radio Lab sometimes. That's the one you listen to. Yeah, that it, makes sense. It's I a like good it. one. Yeah. I just got mad at Robert Krolwich at a certain point. I was like, oh, why do you have to be so Krolwich? Like, oh, really? Yeah, he like bugs me sometimes. His voice is a little grating sometimes. He just they feels like an weird old, voices. well, actually, guy. You know? Yeah. Like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's all there is to say. Really. <laughs> I would love to be as popular as Radio Lab, though. <laughs> well, you're I'm a wishy washy, tired man. You're an editor's choice iTunes for since 2006. Really? Not 2006. No, but it's been there for a while. Um. Yeah, but I only started this in 2014. Okay, but you know, you've been there for a while. Oh, were you exaggerating comically? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is getting too navel-gazing, is true. it? But well, like, that's nice, because we don't know each other that well, but we like chatting. Yeah. So there you go. People listening, different. whatever, that's how it goes. I really like the foam and the goop and the body. No, but I guess what I was trying to say earlier is like, I like... I like you talking about it because people won't talk about it. Yeah. It's nice. It's also like your body is so personal to you. Like I think I, I had an eating disorder when I was in university for a minute yeah. and kind of got over it. And like aren't, I'm not as body conscious now, which which I'm psyched about. I don't really know what changed um, from then to now. But it really felt like it was up to me. Like somehow that it was up to like I lived with two people who also had eating disorders. So that's kind of what pushed me into that space but it just feels oh, really? like that's scary it was hard like it was like 
So weirdly, like my mom is super supportive about bodies. Like she's always been like, you're beautiful. And then I look through like old family albums and I'm like, wow, you really thought I was beautiful at this like KFC phase I was in. That was interesting. But like, so I never had a body consciousness until like my second year university. I like moved in with these two people who had developed um, eating disorders and they were kind of feeding off of each other. No, no pun intended. <laughs> they weren't literally doing that. Cause uh, too bad, because it's pretty funny, that pun. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but it like got to the point where when I would look, like I had my computer out in the common space, and when I would look up a word that started with C, like all the predicted uh, searches were like calories in beans, calories in vodka, calories in whatever, because like people were just like constantly thinking about food as this... Mm-hmm. material that's calorie based yeah um and how to how to consume as little as possible but still like do well in school and maintain your scholarship and like shit like that which wow. was super that's too stressful much. yeah like i yeah you need to be free at that point that's the thing and then you're you're creating this prison well it's i mean i feel like looking back on that phase i do think like moving away and going to school is kind of a like it's not as freeing as the culture makes it out to be like it's extremely stressful right and you're on your own like you don't have that much money and you don't know how to take care of yourself oh i totally just yeah messed up my first year and then dropped out yeah Yeah. like it's i'm surprised it doesn't happen more often but it's like a lot of people who stay in do fuck like are unwell (laughs) i think yeah um but they just feel a lot of pressure to like keep with it that's sad. Yeah. Uh, it's good to get that perspective, though. Yeah. I think that I get a lot of my um, self-consciousness from my mom. It's the opposite. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she was really like, are you getting fat, my son? <laughs> oh, it's so tender in a weird way, though. It's like my son. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, she does not talk like that. Okay. I've made it a bit more oh. humorous. She's like, kid. No, um, but like, yeah. Like she would like comment on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing is like that's. Every time she, well, like when I was growing up, she'd call like family members that lived not near us and be like, Christopher's doing well. He's thin. Like she'd always oh, make it up. No. Yeah, he's thin and healthy and uh, like athletic. And I was half athletic. Right. But she would never talk about like the artsy side. Right. She, like, wouldn't value the things that you value. She did a lot of great things. Yeah. These are things that you learn as a parent you're not aware of sometimes. Yeah. And then it just worms its way into your kid's head. It's It must be really hard to be conscious of those things in a parent. Like when, I, I went, when I started going bald in my early 20s, she was like, it's because you wear your hat all the time. What? <laughs> Everyone wears hats. Isn't it like her dad that created the genetic yes. <laughs> material? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there were bald men all throughout our family. Leave me alone. Did they all wear hats? Yeah, that's why. Uh, no. Okay, sorry. Not yeah, not to me about me again, but like no, just the, uh, the difference is like it's yeah. nice that you had such a supportive mom. Well, that's she was like very or critical of me of that, in or, other ways. Yeah, yeah. It's just body oh, okay. consciousness was not <laughs> the thing oh and it was just interesting to me to actually know what it's like to become body conscious at a phase of life where i'm like able to notice a difference yeah and then to switch back and to be like oh shit like i used to this is going to be me talking about going pee again but just to give you an example <laughs> like obsessed. i remember the moment <laughs> when i was like this is out of control was when i like sat on the toilet and was like looking at my thighs sitting on the toilet and being like 
oh, they're disgusting. Like they were, so I would have to sit with my like legs not touching the toilet so that they wouldn't look repulsive to me. Wayne, this is the university time. Yeah, and so it's just like yeah, but no one has. There's no one that has good toilet thighs. That's the thing. Like, but it's come just on, like Charlie's. They're on. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, You're gonna push back on this. Yeah, after this Twitter ban <laughs> is done, I'm going back on there. <laughs> there should actually be like someone should buy out the toilet, the public toilet ads, and just write stuff like "No one's thighs look good." on the toilet or something because maybe there are other people who think that we're going through an interesting phase right now where it is so obvious that yeah everything needs to be to crash crumble to bits Mm -hmm. and maybe that's what i'm sort of like thinking about like people suppressing things Mm -hmm. it's like it's like it, it it goes uh beyond race culture gender i think everybody needs to come together and sort of be uh completely open and honest mm-hmm. because i really do believe in this thing now about everyone having like or like a very higher percentage of people have good intentions and mean well for everybody you know they 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 they're considerate of everybody but we we the media and makes us dwell on the bad people and it makes us feel like we're being crept upon by all the bad people and they're around the corner and like you know what i mean yeah it's kind of a paranoid time and i think we could become more powerful if we communicate about this exact kind of stuff i think though the thing is is like communication is so hard and i think that's what's appealing to me about the foam thing again just as like a concept is just that like even if people's intentions are good, communication, like, language is so imperfect and, like, triggers trauma for people. Yeah. And there have been, like, so many generations of trauma for people at this point and yeah. so much self-awareness. So the combination of that is just, like... But do we learn that uh, b- more about and understand that by n- not talking about it? No, but don't you think that there are, like, limits to talking at, at a certain point? Like, I wonder... What is the doing? I don't know. My friend was saying that, like, sometimes to resolve conflict, she likes to, like, either fight people, like, roughhouse, or (laughs) have sex with them, or dance with them. Like, there is, like, for her, like, some kind of physical solution to conflict... Uh, that is like not totally verbal, and that she almost prefers. That's very interesting. <laughs> no, it's cool. But I just, I guess, I'm thinking about this a lot because I feel like um, I'm thinking about it a lot too because I'm sad a lot because, and I don't want to be, and it's not because I don't want to be sad because I've got things to do. It's because I don't want everyone else to be sad. Mm-hmm. It's not a nice place to live when everyone is upset and angry all the time. And do you sense that this is like something you've noticed recently? <laughs> I love how airtight your interview <laughs> questions are. <laughs> you think I don't even are you conscious of it? Nah. Or you just you just do I'm it. I'm just turning into a monster now. No, I'm not. You're an interview monster. Yeah. I'm, I got my style though. I'm doing my style. Yours is cool. <laughs> Mine is long and unedited. <laughs> That's great. Sorry, but, uh, ask your question again. 
I forget. Now Dude. I'm self-conscious about it. I'm going to be like, Chris. No, no. And then you have to go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let me think. Um, I guess sorry, I'm just wondering, I'm like, distracted. so you're you're what my astrologer w- would refer to probably as a psychic sponge where you like absorb the like emotions of the people yeah. around you. I'm sensitive person and I carry the, uh, the weight of the world on my shoulders. So I can't read the news and separate myself from the news. Mm. It hurts me. Yeah. And is this like, I get my question again, <laughs> once again, was... Um, That's okay. I like- it's just like, is it something that you've noticed more recently? Or is this something that, like, peaks and eb- like ebbs it's and... It's something I'm being able to express a bit more now, right. over time. But I've been this way since I was forever. Okay. Yeah. Like, I used to... Like, I've said this anecdote on this podcast before, I think, but... Like, I definitely remember a bunch of times in, like, kindergarten and grade one and stuff when other kids would have been done something bad and they're being yelled at by the teacher and then I start crying. Oh. And then the teacher would be like, why are you crying, Christopher? You're not, you didn't do anything. And I'm like, I don't want people to be <gasps> sad. Oh, my God. That's so cute. <laughs> it's cute for a kid, but, like, you know. It's traumatizing in a, a bit, way. Yeah, because yeah. it's, like, obviously maybe there's some... F- there's some things in in my youth that made me that sensitive because maybe there was some conflict, I don't know, but that I was around. But. It seems like you're just like an empath. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a straight white male empath. You know what I mean? So So you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, you know, that's the that's the I, that's a little bit of the difficulty for me right, right now. And this is like, I should say to the listeners that are like, what the fuck is this episode going on about? But you and I were talking about this stuff to a degree uh, last time I came over. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So I guess I'm sneaking that topic back in. But if you have other utopian stuff to talk about. I mean, I guess the only thing was, <laughs> the only other thing that I think about. No when white I think people. About, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, we, there wouldn't be because we'd all just be gels and foam. Right. So That would be great. That's the thing. It's like you would only just be like different resolutions of goop. Like you would be like the kind that is like big bubbles um, enough so that you're somewhat distinct but can still bond with other big bubbles or like small bubbles. Do so you think you big bubbles it, would judge small bubbles? They can't attach really properly. They could sit on top of them, which I guess would create a hierarchy, which yeah. again, we're in that shitty space. But Small they- bubbles are the leader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Riding big bubbles around. Well, it's hard to say, right? So the big bubbles would be on top, but would they be the ones that are more powerful? Because the small bubbles are more one. They're more one substance and there are more of them. So yeah, um, so yeah then, then power would become maybe less distinct um but okay so the other thing that i was thinking about was like um part of what makes it hard to imagine a utopia with like this world we're in is like the infrastructure is made for our capitalist system yeah and like when i think about like utopias it's hard to not think of like what would a city look like yeah but so but if we were foams and substances i just kept thinking about like how nice it is when you're in public toilets like press those dispensers and the and then whatever liquid comes out is like turns into a foam wouldn't it yeah. be cool to like have that experience but on a like city 
level, like giant dispensers, just like turning you from one substance into another through like a squirt. And you would be like deposited in these like streams, these moving streams of that other substance and get to like commingle and figure out what's So there. you want the option of constantly sh- uh, shifting shape. Yeah. And texture. And- Turning from one substance to another yeah. in order to be able to fuse in different ways with the different types of substances that there are. You know, I've never thought anything like this in my life and I really love it. That's such a neat idea. Isn't it? Yeah. This is what I mean. I think more people because like it goes this. beyond the possibilities of anything we can truly do for real, but it means so much about um, what we feel like we unconsciously need. Maybe yeah, like it speaks to a desire space for me, and it's like in order to get to that feeling, it's important for me to think about losing this body. Yeah, I always go to the. Like, I wish I could be, like, a beam of light or just twinkling light that floats around. And I actually talk about it on stage sometimes. How does that turn into jokes? Well, I set it up like I wish I could just do more than just jokes for you guys and, like, take my clothes off and just jump into this (laughs) light as a beam of light. And then you guys leave the show being like, what the... And then when you're out on the front, like, on the sidewalk, you see that I have reconfigured butt naked on top of the building and i'm like come again and then you guys are like that was a good show <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good. literally how i say it i like but that. i say it more performing i really like that that's yeah. a cool way to do it it's so yeah. well, evocative yeah. and yeah. that's what makes it funny because i can imagine you doing that in a way that is funny to me and then someone else beside me imagines you doing that in a way that's funnier to them yeah but it's got that flavor. Mm-hmm. I think, well, like, because you're just taking that course. But that's what I mean about, like, becoming comfortable with, like, taking the risk till your voice is out there is that a natural expression of your true feelings will always be the best thing, I think. Mm-hmm. You just have to get to that. Yeah. Thing. You have to trust that, like, you can, you, you have to go through all the bumps to learn how to articulate it, like. Uh, enough that an audience wouldn't be like Fuck, he, what are you talking about mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if I could make a set about this foam thing I think that some there is like it's really great I'm in, I'm enjoying it I, I, I think like I've never had such a like episode so focused on the tr- being trapped in our physical and like I think about that a lot cool I'm glad yeah. we got to that yeah hmm <laughs> the time. There's no, we, we we could go on longer, but that was like kind of perfect wrap up. Oh, and because know. you don't edit it. Do you have, not really. I talked a lot in the middle there, eh? About myself. Is that embarrassing? No. Hmm. I mean, think about what I I've talking said to also. a pro interviewer. That's the thing. It's I like want the I listeners to remember that. Evoked that from you. Yeah. Is there any final thoughts you had, maybe? Um,. I don't think so. I like it too because it's psychedelic. Like it's mind melty. The the utopia. Yeah, because then other people listening are thinking that you're going to be like, I'm going to live in like uh, Ketchup Town 
you know, and everything's ketchup. Oh, that's really gross. But anyways. <laughs> There's a lot of things and then you can think like, about this. Sound. I'm a whole different substance. And then they're like, what? And then they crash their car. <laughs> and then when they're being loaded on the stretcher into the ambience, they're like, that was a fucking cool idea. Yeah. Wait, do people listen in their car? Because we should really keep that in mind. They listen in their car while speeding and they're maybe wasted. <laughs> did you do an audience survey yeah were like how many of you drink and drive it was like 87 percent. you're like fuck yeah a new episode of utopia to me is a i gotta get wasted <laughs> <laughs> when, when do you put it out do you think about like the the business side no like do you put it out at like 7 a.m or something i try to and i can't stick with it at all okay the way this ep- uh uh, podcast comes out completely represents how everything is in my life. It's slapdash, messy, but you do it unpredictable. I try to, but I sometimes I can't. Yeah, when you don't put it stuff. out, do your fans say like, "Chris, what's up? Are you okay?" It's more like after a bit. Like there's been a couple times where I've taken two to three months off, which is not good. But you know, I was having like a, a new, have a new daughter and stuff yeah. like that, and uh, and schedules are insane. So. And also sometimes I book people and then they cancel last minute mm. and then like I can't get anyone in that week. You know, stuff like that happens that people don't know about. But usually after a little bit of time, people send me messages and it's very nice. Cool. They're like, come back. Yeah, we miss this. I do like. There's a part of me, though, that insecure guy that. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. But no. That is like, you don't really like a thing I do. Like, you know, yeah. it's like weird. Like, even though you have strangers saying nice things, you're still like, yeah, but you're being nice. But they don't, it's not, they're not obligated to be nice for no reason. So Is it's like, it an it's email pretty... that they send you? Or like comments on Twitter or like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, media. if it's emails, it's like you don't even reply to emails from people you know. Like, no one sends emails that are false compliments. Yeah. Because it's such a pain in the ass to even just respond to the emails you have. One thing I really enjoy and I appreciate for anyone listening is in person after shows, even like, you know, on tour, different cities, like every city people have come up and said stuff now in the last year or two. And that is like really heartwarming. Yeah. Because that's that's personal. They, They came to say it. Were they like, are there people who are like, but then I listened to your podcast and I didn't know you did stand up and then you, whatever. Mm, Yeah. Maybe they find it. I don't know. Yeah, because I think like <clears throat> the podcast itself has maybe gotten to a point where some friends say, listen to this podcast and they don't know about the other stuff, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But then like, I don't know, do you have this with the imposter when people are like, hey, I listen to this thing and uh, I'm a huge fan. And then you're like, thank you. And the compliment is very heartwarming and kind. But then uh, your second thought is sort of like, oh, no, you know so much about me. I'm a loser. <laughs> like that like that happens to me i had um one feeling of like oh no you know so much about me and it was after like episode four i was like new to the game and i told a story in the episode about getting hypnotherapy because um my vagina burned during sex and at first i was like this is just a funny story yeah like every time and i was like it's broken yeah, it was like painful. It wasn't like a like a STI. It was like, like you wouldn't get. It was just pain. You wouldn't get lubed up. I mean, I was new to sex at that point, and or so you didn't, I, I was new to. So you P&B didn't know that the sex. partner needed to warm you up. 
No, it wasn't that. It was something that had been diagnosed as vulvar vestibulitis. Oh, so it is a real thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. real thing. Okay, okay. And That's like, just what I, to I was in this yeah. study at McGill, and they like tried hypnotizing me, and I felt so bad for the researcher that I pretended that it was working, like the whole time. And she'd be like, D- "Has it gotten better?" But it was like so clumsy. Like she would, the script would say stuff like, "Imagine you're." vagina is like a radio and there are dials and volume dials and you're turning the volume down and then she kept referring to sex as intercourse in the script which i found very distracting um so things like that but i remember doing it and being like yeah this is a fine story it's cool and then getting like listener feedback that was like from a man who who was like i really enjoyed the story you told about your vagina and like if it was you that wrote that that's great but if it was your producer like kudos to them and i was like <laughs> this is super weird and yeah. like i don't oh yeah why he did said, they say the producer thing okay i don't know because it was like that's a weird like it was really weird caveat yeah it was like because i was new at it maybe i didn't have the ability to write personal stories about things that were very particular to my experience and maybe my producer wrote it for me so that's almost like condescending it was a bit condescending and you're like this is about my sore vagina you <laughs> asshole or like nice guy but weird, weird thing to it say. was a super weird okay but the last line was the weirdest part where he was like I feel like I really um, heard on this episode Aaliyah the woman like for the first time he said that yeah and I was like yeah yeah so that (laughs) was like the one time where I was I also just wanted you to know that I always have a boner (laughs) 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 that's just what all of that sounds like Uh, it was so bad but yeah, that was the first time like that was the first compliment where I felt really like I've exposed myself. Yeah. In this That's a super vulnerable story. Yeah. I don't but know why I'm even saying it. I'm like it. referring the listener to <laughs> No, it's nice. I appreciate listen. you. I appreciate it. Because yeah, it's like, yeah, it's super vulnerable. And I guess when you're making a podcast, like you have some dumb like scenario with like a blanket over your head or like a couple of mics in a room and you forget that like you're doing something really incredibly public. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. I've said everything on here. Yeah. You know, um, I've started, I've only begun doing therapy um, in the last few three or four months first time in my life i really needed it i had a crazy year last year and it's like yeah it's i really appreciate it i i'm lucky i found a nice person um but like it's it is sometimes it's like okay here i'll tell you this thing that i I, i've already said on my podcast like that's what it's like (laughs) it's like i've already fucking opened up my guts right uh talking to some ding dong that just tells jokes on stage like I mean, we're all ding dongs you yeah. know what i mean but we just i think that's sort of what I, my point is about the earlier stuff is the communication like it doesn't necessarily have to be political as long as we start raising each other in a society maybe where you feel confident to allow yourself to be vulnerable and it doesn't become leverage for the bad guy Mm -hmm. it's it becomes a unifying 
thing. And like, I don't know. I'm not like a supreme. I'm not an intellectual. So these are just my feelings. But Mm -hmm. does that sort of make sense? Yeah. And that's like that's like the hardest thing to learn to do. Like even in your like start teaching young. Yeah. It's almost like a weird sort of like I remember in Brave New World. Do you ever read that one? The Mm -hmm. old sexy book? Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. Like obviously it's a weirdly like super it's a dystopia but everyone's like happy but it's like a weird happy yeah but i remember like even like this part in the beginning the kids are taught about their sexuality at a young age but not in a weird perverted way but they just are and like you know in our society a lot of people have these fucking insane uh, feelings of shame and guilt and hang-ups and so just as like a, a hypothetical like example like that is sort of like maybe if everything's dealt a little bit more openly from the beginning yeah totally and And like you acknowledge power at a young age and you like teach kids about yeah empathy and power yeah and you tell them why it's good to wait to be an adult instead of to to do these things instead of like scaring them away from it forever and then Mm -hmm. when they you know or like all these topics like body shaming and like if we're i don't know it's just I've been thinking about this a lot. I think that's my I like with all the problems in the world right now. Right now, I'm leaning towards that's my unifier: is people being open and honest and vulnerable about themselves first um, before denying that and projecting outwards towards everyone else. Mm, that's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I never really thought about that. But, but also, yeah, we should true. be hunks of sludge. it's really easy to be vulnerable when you have like a gooey exterior that can easily bond exactly (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i'm sorry i feel like i became a chatterbox during this episode no that's good but i really yeah you uh, yeah that's a very inspiring uh thought you brought to it i really enjoyed it thank you i like that you talked that's like what i like to do is make people talk so well you're good at it so there uh, you go you. but i you know what even if it wasn't you uh, people listening they know i just get going sometimes it's great yeah so thanks for coming on did you have fun i had a great time anything else you want to promote imposter obviously anything yeah the else? imposter podcast and uh my instagram account maybe could use a couple more followers some good pics <laughs> some good uh commentary underneath the pics check out the offerings yeah well thanks again Bye. Let's get out of here. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. That was Aaliyah Pabani. Aaliyah, thanks so much for coming on again. It, uh, it was a blast chatting with you on and off the uh, podcast microphones. And um, guys, uh, follow her on Twitter at Aaliyah Pabani and see what she's up to. Um, she's doing a lot. And also listen to the Imposter podcast online and everywhere and a part of canada land so the thing is is uh follow me too at chris lock fun i got shows coming up this is coming out thursday list i'll tell you a little secret that a lot of people don't know no one knows uh tonight if you're listening to this episode today during the day and you know people in kitchener waterloo area tell them to get to the dimitri martin show i'm opening for dimitri tonight in kitchener waterloo thursday october whatever this is and uh what else oh, the other stuff is coming up oh i will be in calgary next week at the laugh shop if you're a calgary person and you want to see me go insane and maybe drink one gin and soda at the uh, laugh shop in calgary next weekend 
uh, October 23rd to 26th, I believe. Something like that. No, 26th to 28th. Oh, boy, I'm bad at this. But also, follow us, man, at Utopia to Me. We've only got like a, over 500 followers, which is great because everybody following, mwah, I love you. Uh, sincerely, Rafi. No, but the thing is, is you got to follow us and talk about this podcast because we're ha- we're enjoying some good times here good feedback i love it go on itunes rate it re- give reviews i love it thank you so much but man wouldn't it be amazing if i had 500 million followers and then uh, no one could dispute that i'm doing a good job because the proof is in the pudding here's the thing i should also just leave social media we all should we should maybe stop doing podcasts in general and leave social media and uh go learn how to live in small communities in the woods Mm, that's a good topic for an episode you guys if you were stuck in traffic i hope you're safe i hope you left your car and uh, ran fast and said you know what i don't need cars anymore and then you ran up to a big tree and you hugged it and you were like thanks so much for growing as high as you can to reach the sky thanks again for listening guys it was my pleasure goodbye Thank you.